This was a tale that told itself simply and well. No more, no less. Love the book. It's brilliant. It's, it's amazing to read. But you have to be a reader to really appreciate it. read the book a few times. Geordie Williamson has joined me. He is the... Uh our wonderful critic here and our sort of co-convener of the 702 Book Club. He's also chief critic at The Australian. Geordie, good morning. Morning, Dad. Thank you very much for coming along. It's um, It was a little delay, but it's always worth waiting for. And to talk about books, well, we can all wait to talk about books. And what a subject this has been, the funniest book, the Laugh Out Loud book. So many people have sent their thoughts in. The number here is 1300 702 If you want to share your Laugh Out Loud moments with a book that you have read, and laughed at and loved with Geordie, then give us a call, one three hundred triple two seven zero two. We've arrived at a top ten for that's a listener's pick, and it's pretty strong. I think it's a great one. Um, I, I, I think my vote for it, Swim Two Birds for Flann O'Brien, should push it, though, from 12 to equal 10. <laughs> So, uh, all right, should we run through it from, yeah. from, the, from the top? All right, so I Don't Know How She Does It by Alison Pearson, about which I know nothing but will have to track down, followed by number nine, A Short History of Tractors in Ukrainian by Marina uh, Luska, I hope I'm getting that right, which was a very big hit a, a few years back. The Picnic and Such Like Pandemonium at number seven, which is actually a short story, Cheating Slightly, by Gerald Durrell. But Gerald Durrell is such a great and vivid man that we'll forgive that. Um, six, The Unlikely Voyage of Jack de Crow by A.J. McKinnon, who people may know is an English teacher or maybe even head of the English department at Geelong Grammar. Now, you've missed one in the middle there, Cooking. No, no, no. Cooking comes next. Oh, cooking oh no, comes I didn't. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Seven is Cooking with Fernet Branca by James Hamilton Patterson. Now, this is a magnificent book. James Hamilton Patterson is one of the elder statesmen of, of um, British letters, and he's a really interesting bloke. He um, has written some absolutely marvellous books, particularly about the ocean. And he lived for a time on an island uh, in the Philippines, where he wrote standing at a, um, a lectern that he'd woven out of grass. <laughs> because a certified nut. <laughs> well, he is a bit nutty, it's true. He's a, he's a proper English eccentric. But at the very sort of end of his, not end of his career, but late in life, he just decided to write a comic novel just for the hell of it. And Cooking with Fernet Branca was the result. Now, as anyone who's ever tried Fernet Branca will know, this is not um, a drink that you actually, you know, kind of absorb in any way, shape at all, unless you're terribly hungover. I'm told, I've never experienced this, but that it is an ideal hangover helper. Now, <laughs> now Lenny Lower. Oh, well, of course, you know, uh, uh, an Australian genius. Here's Luck makes it in at number five. Then number four, Notes from a Small Island by Bill Bryson. I don't think we need to say any more. Bill Bryson's just a, you know, a giant bestriding. And also, when I worked in a Sydney bookshop and he came and talked, he was actually the most polite, friendly and lovely, um, uh, you know, sort of author we'd ever actually had in. Charm the socks off the entire house. Um, number three, Pakun by Spike Milligan. His only sort of real serious full-length fiction made into a movie in 2007, which I only learned this morning, and I'm going to have to go back and actually see it, um, about a town split down the middle um, when Northern, when Ireland was divided um, and, uh, uh, you know, a, a, an unknown masterpiece, except that a lot of people voted for Spike. Um, number three, Confederacy of, sorry, number two, Confederacy of Dunces by John Kennedy Toole, which is, of course, a masterpiece. And number one, 
unreliable memoirs. Now, um, a few weeks ago, I corpsed at the moment where I was trying to describe the funniest moment in the bloody book, and it is the boxcar rally which ends the train tied together at Clive James, at the young Clive James instigation, which housed all of the children of the street down a steep hill, but the train didn't quite make the corner. And as a piece of sustained comic prose, I think it is without peer. <laughs> of course, those poppies in the garden that belonged to Mrs. Whatever her name was, mm, no good. one three hundred triple two seven zero two. Is there more that you'd like to add? Um, Carol, good morning. Good morning. What would you like to add? I just remember an old book, uh, uh, Cold Comfort Farm by Stella Gibbons. Oh, you've made my day. <laughs> it was made into a movie once. It was indeed. It's been look. It's been remade on numerous occasions across numerous formats. Oh, has it? But it was first published in 1932, and you know that book has has had a long afterlife because it was so effective and devastating a satire on English nature writing that no one dared do it for decades afterwards. And did you laugh out loud, Carol? Yes, I did. It was the one on my list that really made me laugh all the time. All right, that's wonderful. And thank you very much for letting us know. Eric, good morning. Yes, how are you going? Good, thanks. Eric, what's your suggestion? Uh, look, it's quite an unusual selection because um, it's one of these series of books, uh, All Creatures Great and Small by James Herriot. Yes. I actually was given about four of the books in the series uh, by a friend of mine and I, I was reading them in bed, you know, next to my wife and... You would absolutely just burst out laughing, you know, because something really funny would happen. But then the next minute you'd be bawling your eyes out. <laughs> something tragic would happen to one of the animals, you know. <laughs> and it was the most amazing series of books that, you you know, you would just laugh, cry, laugh, cry. It was, it was quite amazing. Can anyone remember the name of the farting boxer? There was this amazing case of this very grand lady who had a boxer that was just incorrigibly flatulent. And oh, yes. Uh, yes, finally they found a gardener who'd take it because he had no sense of smell. <laughs> And I think, you know, Eric, you've touched on such a good point there um, that, that these books, Geordie, aren't, aren't, they're not books of jokes. Like no one has actually suggested in this list um, Philip Adams' wonderful Penguin Book of Jokes. You know, that, that everybody has written about a book that was a true book, um, a true story, a true, a true piece of literature that sort of transported them. You know, there's no sort of um, funny moments in sport, no, nothing that actually said nothing it was going to be, nothing that said it was going to be funny on the cover. Well, that's hard, isn't it? Because if you announce that everything's very funny inside the book, it tends to um, not be so. Now, Jane, what's your thought? Um, Gerald Durrell's My Family and Other Animals. Yes, Mm. yes, another beautiful book. It really is very splendid, precious. Yes. Now, Susie, you've suggested one. Yes, um, I remember David Niven's book, The Moon is a Balloon, The Scream. That's a great suggestion and not on the list so far. That should be there. That should be there. That is hilarious. The story, there was a funny story about a funeral and a a coffin sort of sliding out and down a hill. Um, (laughs) Such a long time ago, I can't remember the details, but Mother used to read them out loud to the whole family and we were all in hysterics so <laughs> that's I a, just thought that was a good decision. You are very good because that's also new to the list and there's a lot on the list so you've done well. Thanks so much Thank Susie. You. Thank, you. Thank you. Katie? Yes. G'day Katie. Oh Kate is it? Sorry Kate. Uh, yes. What's your right. What's your suggestion? Uh, Tin Moon by uh, Stephen Lacey. Oh. What's it about? Um, it's actually a story about um, his youth growing up on the central coast 
and the antics that they got up to as young adolescent boys. And I just remember sitting in, not, at, in bed at night reading it and laughing and laughing and my husband would keep saying, what's so funny, what's so funny? And then he read it and did exactly the same thing. <laughs> That's yeah. great. Thank you very much, Deborah. I mean, Kate, um, Deborah, to you now. Hi, Deborah. How are you? Good, thanks. Um, I want to. I put it on the Facebook page, but it's a book called God: The Ultimate Biography, and you flip it over, and it's Satan, the Hiss, and Telltales. <laughs> and, and inside the front of the Satan side, it says things like, in the uh, opening, you know, go and take this book, just slip it in your pocket, no one will notice. <laughs> and then on the God side, it says, it gives a history that starts with Jesus and goes through and says, you know. Um, so-and-so beget so-and-so, and they beget Michael, John, Paul, and Ringo, who beget um, all the Jacksons, and Ben, who was someone's friend, and they didn't have any children because they were special friends. And it is just, I have never, ever laughed so much at a book. And I gave it to a friend's teenage daughter recently, and she they went and bought it on Amazon because it was... And there are no writing credits in it because it's God and Satan that have written it. <laughs> okay, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Deborah. That's wonderful. Right. Jonathan, good morning. Good morning. What would you like to include? Um, E.F. Benson's Matt and Lucia series of books is one thing, and J.P. Don Levy, uh, The Ginger Man, another. That should have been there, shouldn't it? I think so. Yeah, no, absolutely you're right. That's a startling omission from the list. Oh, and one further one, Rebelay, Gargantua and Pantagruel. Absolutely. It, we should have, in fact, started there. We should have, we'll have to start another list. This can be a continuing list. Thank you very much. Um, Jenny, good morning. What did you want to add to the list? Well, I, I wanted to add two very different books, really. One is um, The Egg and I by Betty MacDonald, which inspired all those Ma and Pa Kettle movies. Oh. And, in fact, all the books by Betty MacDonald are very funny. And they predate me, and I think they were written in the 1930s, but they're really, really funny and very very funny, funny to women, I think, too, very funny for women. And um, the other book I'd like to suggest is the Latham Diaries. I think Mark Latham's diaries are some of the great, some of the you know equal of uh, great comic literature. In certainly in Australia, it's right up there with Lenny Lau. It's just so funny when you read about the cabinet minister that um, squashed his child in the compactus files in his <laughs> office. <laughs> it's, it is side-splitting, and whatever you think of Mark Latham, he has a great way with words. It's a hilarious book, and I think more people should read it. <laughs> Thank you very much, Jenny. That's a great addition. There's um, a scarcity of political biography with laughs in them. <laughs> really true. true. I'm not joking. <laughs> I am not joking about that. Sally, good morning. Good morning, Deborah. Sally, what would you add? Um, Bill Bryson's Land Down Under. Yes. I, was, uh, I did an exchange, and... Uh, the fellow who I was exchanging with, um, we met in Scotland and he gave it to me and said, oh, it's a great read. And I'd never read any of Bill Bryson before and I was a bit sceptical thinking, oh, what would a, you know, an American know about Australia? But it was hilarious. Cool. And then when um, uh, my family came and visited me and we, we travelled in uh, Italy and I lent it to my mother and then uh, it was given to my sister. And all around Italy we'd be sitting on a train or sitting in a hotel or something and whoever was reading the book would burst in laughter and would say, oh, what did you up to now? What did you up to now? <laughs> Sounds like a perfect book. Thank you so much, Sally, for, for chiming in. G'day, Brian. Yes, hello, uh, Deb. How are you? Pretty good. What would you add? Uh, I'd like to add One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest by Ken Kesey. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're completely right. Another omission from the list. It's amazing how these suddenly come to you. 
Well, of course, it was also made into a very successful film at the time with Jack Nicholson playing the main character. It was, which, which I don't remember being that funny, to be honest. <laughs> but maybe uh, but, I misremember. Well, it, it's, it's set in a, a mental institution, but, but uh, some of the situations that occur in there are just so hilarious. Thank you and, very much, Brian. It's a fantastic okay. suggestion. James? Good morning. James, what, g'day. What would you add, James? Uh, the American Way of Death by Jessica Mitford. Oh, oh yes. yes. That's fantastic. And Evil and War's The Loved One, which uh, yes. was another great book about that's kind right. of American death practices. Set the in funeral a... industry. Yeah, I mean, it'd be a, you know, if it went for the sense that there might have been some truth to it, it'd be an amusing piece of fiction as well. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, now on to our next caller, Kerry. Good morning. Yeah, hi, Deb. Um, Our Hearts Were Young and Gay by Cornelia Otter Skinner. Right. 1944, about a couple of young debutantes in the 1920s sailing to Europe for the first time. Absolutely hilarious. We'll we'll, we'll put that one in the pocket for the library. Thank you. Okay. Thank you very much, Kerry. Um, Richard, to you? Yes. G'day, Richard. G'day. What would you like to suggest? Well, you said before that nobody had put in a book of jokes. And that's good because I've, there's a little book, it's only a little thing, it's called The Lawyer That Laughed. It's by, I think, one of the Galbalies down in Melbourne. Uh-huh. And what it did was to uh, um, just tell the stories of some of the really funny things that happened in a courtroom that he was in. And it's terrific. Oh, that's there a- are some really funny stories. They're not jokes, but they're just real stories about funny things that happened in courtrooms. Thank you very much, Richard. I'll look out for that one. You reckon it's by a gal belly? Yes. Okay, well, we'll Quite try. Quite old. It's only, a, I know, it's but only th- about four inches wide <laughs> and it's about eight inches tall. You know, it's only a little thin book. That's it's not a big number. No, that's fantastic. I think that good. one of these things, one of the things about these lists, Geordie, is that they are great shopping lists for secondhand bookstores and, um, you know, garage sales and things because a lot of these books are out of print or hard to hard to come by, but you look through a box of books and you never know, you might find them. Now, we've published your top nine, hmm. um, but we haven't got your number one funniest book yet. 1928, Evil and War, Decline and Fall. It is, without a doubt, the funniest book ever written. Uh, I put P.G. Woodhouse at number two, and P.G. Woodhouse is is like a god. Um, Salman Rushdie said that Woodhouse has saved more people from uh, suicide than psychoanalysis, and he's right. If you're feeling low, it is the only antidote. But Woodhouse is an idyll. It's a kind of Eden. Everything is perfect there except for the occasional aunt. Um, But Evelyn Moore's different. Evelyn Moore is addressing the world, addressing modernity and all of its evils. His universe is a dark one. And when you encounter, and this is War's first novel, and this energy, this crackling anger and and insight and wickedness, it is absolutely anarchistic. It may sound like a real sort of, you know, spats and polished shoes kind of book. It is not. It's the wildest read. All right, fantastic. So Decline and Fall. Now, next month, the book club's theme? Next month, we're going to do great Australian poems. We want the top 10 best Australian poems. Oh, I'll look forward to that. That will be fantastic. And thank you so very much, Geordie, for coming in this morning. Great pleasure. Geordie Williamson is our morning's literary critic. He's also chief literary critic at The Australian.